It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 30th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll continue our series looking at what went right and what went wrong with the Orlando Magic this season as we analyze... 82 games versus five and break down Nikola Vucevic's season and everything that went right and everything that went wrong with his year and what that means moving forward. We'll we'll set the table for a debate that's going to continue on. I'm already seeing it raging with Magic fans uh, as we get closer and closer to July 1st and Nikola Vucevic's impending free agency. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like we cover the Orlando Magic here with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail. Want the lowdown on the Denver Nuggets win over the the, uh, Portland Trailblazers in Game 1? Check out Locked On Nuggets. Want to get the lowdown on how the Sixers adjusted and beat the Toronto Raptors? They didn't have DJ Augustine, so I don't know how they did it. Locked On Sixers is your way to go. You can find all these great podcasts and more, plus Locked On NBA, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, the Locked on MLB, NFL, and College Podcast Networks too, all on iTunes or on the Himalaya app. Download podcasts directly to your device, create playlists, and find new podcasts too, all on the Himalaya app, the home of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Before we dive into Nikola Vucevic and his season, talking a little bit more about what went right, what went wrong with him, uh, as far as the season goes, um, there was a bit of news coming out uh, of the Orlando Magic camp, and, and there's two pieces of news, but we'll get what to one today. We'll get to the other one uh, tomorrow, probably. Uh, the Orlando Magic announced that team co-founder and executive vice president Pat Williams has announced his retirement after more than four decades in the NBA. To put it plainly, there is no Orlando Magic without Pat Williams. Everything you know about this team, you know, it didn't start with Pat Williams, but he is the one, the NBA guy, that believed in the vision and poured his soul into this community. I I, I do think Orlando's growth was somewhat inevitable, but it's not what it is without the magic coming in the late 80s. 
and Pat Williams being the, the catalyst for galvanizing this community to support sports, to kind of build the arena, to make this city a bigger deal than just the place that Disney happens to be. Pat Williams came, you know, the story goes, Pat Williams came to Orlando uh, and met with Jimmy Hewitt, a local businessman who had this idea to bring NBA basketball to the city beautiful, to Central Florida. He convinced Pat Williams that Orlando was the place, was the market to build this team. Orlando didn't have an arena at the time. There's no team name, there's nothing. And Pat Williams bought that vision. And he got to work selling. He was able to sell season tickets. He was able to get all the infrastructure in place. And the Orlando Magic became a reality. It was then on Pat Williams to build a team. And sure, he was he had some lottery luck along the way. But he built a memorable all-time team in that 95 Magic team with Shaq and Penny. And as he phased himself out of the daily decision-making, he was still a big fixture within the franchise, a connection to its past. And someone just foundational, someone that through ownership change, through management change, still provided value and still had a service for this organization. Again, I cannot put it any simpler. There is no Orlando Magic without Pat Williams. This team does not exist without his vision and his willingness to put his reputation on the line. He was coming from a championship Sixers team, if I'm not mistaken, when the Magic came calling or when the idea of the Magic came calling. He wanted the challenge and he, he fell in love with this community. Again, the story goes, there was a naming contest run by the Orlando Sentinel to name the team, but the story goes, when Pat Williams brought his family down to Orlando and, to, and they were about to leave to go back to Philadelphia, his daughter turned to him and said, this place is magic. Pat Williams was probably one of the first people to really believe that. To believe that this place, this city, could host something like this. Could, could be a place that A, people wanted to live, people wanted to move to. And B, could host and house a thriving professional basketball organization. Basketball in Florida was a foreign idea. The Magic were one of four teams to get teams in the late 80s, getting a 1989-90 bid. The Miami Heat getting an 88-89 start. To say the least, these 30 years, as the Magic have just completed their 30th anniversary season, these 30 years have seen tremendous change to the city and to the franchise. Magic built an arena for this team. They've moved into a, a, a state-of-the-art arena, the, what, an arena that's still honestly an envy of the entire league. They are a franchise that has a rich history. And as we saw during the playoff run this year, a devoted fan base. I would imagine that when Pat Williams first came to Orlando, he did not imagine this team would be as successful as it is. Certainly, there was the hope that 
they would win a championship at some point, but that certainly still is attainable. But undoubtedly, this experiment has succeeded beyond his wildest dreams. He has made Orlando a home. He has become a presence with this team and with this community. And honestly, this community has a lot to thank Pat Williams for. For bringing this team to us. For making this city, Orlando, a place to be. And the Magic, in my opinion, are very much a part of that thread. A part of that DNA of this city. Yes, support has gone up and down. Yes, the team has had its struggles. But the Magic's presence made Orlando a major city. Made it, put it on the map in in many ways. And now the Magic are a fixture in the community. Part of the ethos, part of the the DNA of this, this team, this organization, is community service. Say what you want about their Encore product all the time. The Magic are good corporate citizens. At least from everything I can tell. And Pat Williams is as much a part of that as, as the DeVos family, who, you know, certainly some of their charitable giving you can dispute and, and, and argue, and, and we won't do that here. But they've done a lot of good for this community too. And honestly, after more than four decades in the NBA, including winning a championship with the Sixers, you know, being the GM of the Bulls, Hawks, Sixers, and Magic, retirement is certainly well-deserved for him. He, of course, worked after a diagnosis of multiple myeloma, saying in that press conference with his uh, just beaming optimism, the mission is remission. And just like every other goal that Pat Williams has set for himself, he achieved that mission. He turned the magic into a reality. He beat cancer. And so, Pat Williams, the Orlando Magic Hall of Famer, is sort of riding off into the sunset. Most deservedly so. And all I can say, all we can say, is thank you, Pat, for believing in this city and making this place truly magical. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So let's get back now to the task at hand. Let's get back now to our season recap. Like I said yesterday, this week we'll be going through, uh, going through the, 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 the season 
and analyzing what went right and what went wrong for the Orlando Magic this year. No doubt, this was a season of success. And I think we always have to start there. Overall, the season was a success. The Magic made the playoffs. They won 42 games. They did all these great things. And yesterday I discussed how Steve Clifford was at the heart of all this, the culture change. And you can go back into yesterday's podcast and listen to my my reasoning on that. But at the end of the day, this is still about the players on the court. This is still about how those players react. And, you know, again, as I mentioned yesterday, there wasn't quite that handing off of the baton from old to new. Aaron Gordon didn't become the all-star that that we all thought he might be or might be ready to become. I, I still think he can keep get there. This was still Nikola Vucevic's team. And at the beginning of the season, that that was a scary prospect. That was something really... No one wanted, not no one wanted, but everyone felt like they knew the result of that. The reality is, though, we didn't quite know that result. Obviously, we didn't because we got a much different result this year. Nikola Vucevic, throughout his seven years with the Magic, really hasn't been the central focus of the team, not really since his second year in the league, or first first year of the team, honestly. And even then, Aaron Aflalo was the guy. Vucevic always helped fill in gaps. He could put up a big game here and there. But he was really the secondary piece. Victor Oladipo took took more premacy. Uh, you know, he went to the bench during the, the Bismack Biombo Serge Ibaka year. Vucevic was solid and consistent, but was never the guy. Steve Clifford knew how good Vucevic was, and really devised an offense that took advantage of all his various skills. The question was still going to be whether he could defend at a high enough level. And honestly, if you would have told, if you would have asked me, can the Orlando Magic, and I'm a Vucevic fan, I think most people know that I am a Vucevic supporter and Vucevic guy. I think most people, but even I would have said, could the Orlando Magic build a top 10 defense with Nikola Vucevic as their starting center? I would have said no. I honestly would have. He's just, he, he has to hang back too much. He couldn't set a good line. He was struggling on pick and rolls. You know, and some of that had to do with his teammates for sure, but a lot of that had to do with Vucevic. Teams attacked him. And the Magic's defensive schemes didn't help him out very much. But that all changed this year. This year, Nikola Vucevic not only gained confidence offensively with the team running everything through him for the most part, but showed a defensive skill and ability we had not seen from him in the previous six years. Nikola Vucevic was legitimately an all-star this year. No getting around this. 20.8 points per game. 12 rebounds per game. Career high 12 rebounds per game. Career high 20.8 points per game. Career-high 3.8 assists per game. 1.1 blocks per game. Shooting a 54.9 effective field goal percentage. Also a career-high. Across the board, and again, the only two games he missed were for the birth of his son in December and then a lingering injury 
kept him out of the season finale against Charlotte. This was a guy who was consistent more than anything else. He scored 20 points per game almost every single night, to be perfectly frank. Overall, he had 46 games of 20 points or more and just two games with less than 10 points. Two games in the regular season with fewer than 10 points. He was really good all year long. Reliable, dependable, and just solid. The Magic could not ask for more from Nikola Vucevic. In fact, they constantly just needed more from other guys to support him because Vucevic wasn't going to be the one to carry it to the finish line. And that's part of the debate we'll have in a little bit. But Nikola Vucevic became the player that everyone thought he would be. Certainly, the Magic's defense around him got a lot better, and that helped solve some of his defensive issues. But honestly, too, Nikola Vucevic was a better defender. He wasn't blocking shots, he wasn't doing any of that, but he was challenging shots a lot better. Teams were not coming around pick and rolls right at him as much. He was able to hold his line and force players to the, to the wings rather than toward the middle. And sure, there was slippage at times during this, and, and, and we'll get to some of those struggles here in a bit. There were struggles at time with this, but for the most part, Vucevic was solid. He deserved the all-star bid. Though getting around that, the stats back that up. But what he did for this Magic team was provide stability on both ends. He became a true leader of this team. And it's all these reasons why I'm still reluctant to let him walk. Even though there are plenty of good arguments to say he is not the future. Mo Bamba is the future. And I, I agree with that. But he provides so much value to this team. He's the reason they made the playoffs. And with how he played in the postseason, it is easy to forget that. That five-game sample size clouds a lot of judgment. But Vucevic is the reason the Magic were there. And in fact, I would say the Raptors tailored their game plan to confuse and hurry Vucevic in a way that, that he had not seen before and he struggled to adjust. But overall this season, Vucevic was solid in the post. They got the ball to him close to the basket. He finished. He worked pick and rolls masterfully. He finished around the basket. He scored layups. He played defense. He was an NBA All-Star in every sense of that word. Or at least in the sense of the word that matters. And that ultimately delivered wins to this team. Again, Nikola Vucevic was by far the Magic's most consistent and best player this season. And honestly, that's what made his postseason so disappointing. Because if Vucevic had even played with a modicum of the, of the poise and calm that he played during the regular season, that game goes six and might have been a little bit tougher for Toronto to win. Before we talk a little bit more about that, I got to tell you all about ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging. 
just like finding a job is challenging. But there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There is no getting around, though, that despite how well Nikola Vucevic played this year, there is certainly some trepidation about committing to him long-term. Absolutely. Just like I would argue an 82-game sample matters more than a five-game sample, there is a six-year sample that suggests this season was the blip on the radar for Vucevic, especially defensively. Sure, he upped his scoring average and, and did a lot of really good things, but at the same time, is he really t- taking that next step? And you never know if this is something permanent or not. Nikola Vucevic's scoring average was fantastic, and, and he did a lot of things, but his playoff run left a really poor taste in everyone's mouth. And it should. For as good as he played in the regular season, he played that much poorly in the playoffs. 11.2 points per game, well below his season average. 8.0 rebounds per game, solid, not great number. Three assists per game, about where he was during the regular season. But he averaged only a 38.8% effective field goal percentage, shot just 3 of 13 from beyond the arc, and 21 of 58 from the floor. The Toronto Raptors' strategy was simple. Eliminate Nikola Vucevic, and the rest of that offense will die. Kudos to them for the execution. Orlando just simply didn't have the offensive weapons outside of Vucevic. And if Vucevic couldn't create his own shot or couldn't get himself free from the defense in pick and rolls, the Magic's offense kind of withered and died. Toronto's pressure bugged everybody, but no one more than Nikola Vucevic. They trapped him and doubled him on every post-up, bringing it late as he made his move before he could make a good read. And Vucevic made poor passes. But from there, you could see him rushing, knowing that trap was coming, missing shots because they were seemingly rushed. He wasn't able to kind of get his legs under him except for that third quarter run in Game 3. And lo and behold, Game 3 
was one of the one of the games where uh, the Magic were close. There were two games the Magic were close, game one and game three. Game one, they made a ridiculous amount of shots, and that was a lot because of DJ Augustin's penetration. That was cut off. The Magic needed their best player to step up. And to be frank, he failed to do so. And that has to be part of the equation in some way. I don't think it's enough to completely change because like I said, a five-game sample and Marcus Gasol is a fantastic defender who somehow turned back the clock against the Magic in that series. But you do have to consider it. You do have to think about it. That Vucevic is only going to take you so far. And, and again, I don't think this is anything new. I don't think it's it's new that Vucevic has limitations as a player. That he isn't the true go-to guy. He isn't a true superstar player. None of that is new. Nor should it be. But it was concerning to see it happen in such stark relief. He was not the same player in the playoffs that he was in the regular season. And if the Magic wanted any chance to win that series, they needed Nikola Vucevic not only to play at that all-star level, but take a step up. Now, perhaps some of it was, like most of the Magic players, it was really his first appearance in the playoffs. He made a three-minute cameo in the 2012 playoffs with the Philadelphia 76ers. So he never played a big role, never been a scouting report guy uh, in the playoffs before. And that's somewhat excusable. I, I, I don't think it's completely excusable at all. But you hope that he gets a second chance to prove himself, that he can step up and play under that pressure. But it doesn't hide him from the responsibility. And it doesn't hide from the thought that, okay, we went through this long season where Vucevic was fantastic, and then when we needed him in the playoffs... He couldn't step his game up. He couldn't beat... uh, Essentially, you know, I remember Sean Woodley of of Locked on Raptors was on the podcast here when we were discussing the series, and he said, the only place where the Magic seemingly have an advantage is at center, with Vucevic playing Marcus Hull. That proved to be completely false. Marcus Hull won that matchup, and honestly, Marcus Hull winning that matchup was the X factor in the series that none of us saw coming. And so... These big questions, these big-time questions about just what Vucevic's limitations are as the key guy brings up the bigger question of if he has that limitation, how much and for how long do you pay him? It's the big question that we will be debating to July 1st. Now, I would argue that the Magic's approach is they know the number they want to pay him at, the playoffs didn't really change that. They, they, they've assessed him. They know him well. And if he goes past that number, they let him walk. And I think the debate that Magic fans are probably having with each other as they kind of dance, dance around it is how much and how long do you want to pay him? Not so much that you want to pay him or not. I think most Magic fans would say if you get him on a one-year $25 million deal, they'd be okay with that because Bamba's clearly not ready. You want to get him on a three-year $75 million deal or... So I think something. I think you'll end up with something similar to what Aaron Gordon got four years, ninety. 
Now you start getting into some murky waters that where, where fans will disagree. And frankly, they have the right to disagree. I think this is a debate. I think this is something that the Magic have probably discussed behind closed doors heatedly. They're probably still going to discuss and refine their offer before July 1st. And these are the big discussions that you have to have. I don't think what Vucevic did in the playoffs overshadows what he did during the regular season, but it does raise your antenna up. And ultimately, a season that was so successful, a season that was so good, has kind of left a bitter taste in everyone's mouth. If the Magic had lost a close game five, we're probably not thinking about all these things, at least in such a negative light. If the Magic had forced a game six and lost a close game six at home, we're probably feeling very differently about this season or about the way the season ended and about the players and how they played. That's kind of what the playoffs do. It's a moment of triumph followed by a re- uh, again, revealing all your flaws. The playoffs reveal all your flaws. And we saw all the Magic's flaws, including Vucevic's. Because they attacked him defensively. And, and he held his own as much as he could. But again, I think Aaron Gordon did a good job on Kawhi Leonard. And it didn't matter. Kawhi Leonard's just really, really good. Everyone had to step their game up. And, and really, except for pockets with Aaron Gordon and pockets with Jonathan Isaac and DJ Augustine in Game 1, no one really stepped their game up in the playoffs. The moment was a little big for them. I think I think that much was clear. After game one, after Toronto really asserted themselves, that the moment was too big for everyone. But at this stage of Nikola Vucevic's career, that does say something. I don't know how much it says. I don't know how much weight you put on it, but it does say something. And whether we like to admit it or not, the way those playoffs played out, puts a little tinge of, you know, gives gives a little bit of a bad aftertaste to what was a really good season for Nikola Vucevic. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device, including the Himalaya app. Download podcasts, uh, get playlists, and get, get uh, suggestions for new podcasts all on the Himalaya app, home of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.